nobody like this You ain't seen nobody like this You hear my sound all over town singing Good morning and welcome to San Antonio Soccer Roundtable, the uh, Sunday morning recap. Uh, joining me is Rob. How are you? I, I see you're wearing the swag from uh, Dripping Springs. It's keeping my head warm. <laughs> <laughs> it's been in it to good use. <laughs> uh, Royce is with us as well here. Uh, like I said here, uh, I know he, he made, I don't think, I don't believe he's going to have video today here, but uh, how are you? No, now, Royce? It's way too early for video. Y'all don't want to see this disaster <laughs> right now. It feels like we're doing that this week on ABC or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I won't lie. It was a little rough uh, this morning getting up and then watching the uh, – I rewatched the game this morning here. Um, and then well, well let, let's talk about the elephant in the room. It's daylight savings time. We lost an hour, so it's even earlier. This is stupid. <laughs> hey, this is your idea to do the show in the morning. <laughs> and I immediately regret it. <laughs> Good morning, Matt. And, and I agree. This 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 was, uh, you know, and I like the idea, but yeah, it was just, uh, it was, next week will even be. Uh, in practice. Yeah. In practice. Uh, maybe, maybe noon. <laughs> <laughs> Mid mid afternoon, but yeah, no. So uh, obviously, uh, the result went San Antonio's way. It wasn't perfect. It wasn't pretty, but they got the got the job done against uh, Detroit City, which, like I said here, I think is, you know, I, I think Detroit City is going to be better than most people think um, along those lines here. So. Thoughts, uh, initial thoughts on the game before we go into lineups and injuries and, and all the fun stuff. I didn't notice some changes. We look a little bit faster as far as the team, as team, as far as team speed. I think we're a lot faster team now. Uh, Dylan, Dylan looks like lost some weight. <laughs> he looks a lot faster than team. <laughs> He had, great some, he, had, he had some Austin tacos, is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I will say first of all, we we sound slow on this podcast, and uh, which is the opposite of the team, but that's because of what time it is. But um, I will say, um, yeah, no, I, I, that was the impetus on the season. I, I think in the season preview, I kind of explained that that um, that's what we're going for. We're going for more speed. I think they're going to play more direct. Um, Dylan holding up the ball. He he held up the ball really well. Um, and at the same rate, um, yeah, where they want to be really fast on the wings. I mean, you have Kukute Mane, you have uh, uh, DeShane Beckford, and those guys are just incredibly fast, uh, as well as Gigi Traore and 
and Shane and Gomez, who we got to see. Um, well, we got to see Beckford and uh, Gomez la- uh, last night. But, yeah, no, just incredibly fast. And, and the pace has really um, just done nothing but gone up, which uh, which is exciting to see. So starting out, um, the uh, lineups came out um, from from San Antonio FC uh, for that here. Let me see if I can pull it up here. Um, and then also Detroit City, uh, pull, you know, pulled it out here. Couple of surprises um, when they did the did the lineups. Uh, Patino was out. Uh, uh, Kakua Manea was out, and Elliot Collier was out. Um, yeah, and I know, um, uh, what they had announced, um, man, when did they announce it? Was it, um, I think it was earlier this week that they announced that, uh, Elliot Collier, uh, Kukute Mane and, uh, Gigi Traore were hurt. With and then whenever, track. yeah, whenever the, uh, pregame injury report came out, Patino was a surprise that he was injured with a lower body injury. Lower body, yeah, which is concerning, uh, especially after last year. That's correct. Uh, Gigi Traore um, was healthy, so he was available. And then the other two, Collier and Mane, um, just uh, for his name, just think it's Saudi Omane from Liverpool. It's same sounding name, slightly differently spelled, but same sounding name, just Mane. Um, uh, they're both uh, injured with the upper body injury, so we'll see what that's all about. And also, we'll say that PC had a um, uh, had a, his, I think it was his left wrist taped up. So yeah, that's also something and, to look at. You know, you could tell at the end of the match that, you know, he was, you know, he took a couple of more knocks, you know, the normal PC. Oh, he got uh, beat up last night. Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. But on the bench, you had two goalkeepers, Cardoni, Farr, uh, Dave Larrera, um, uh, Didi, and the new guy that was signed early this week that they're like, hey, he just showed up, uh, Jordan uh, Iambilla, uh, for that here. And then there were two academy kids uh, that were listed. Oh, hold on one minute here. Yeah, Kai. Uh, Kai was listed as well as... Um... Holt. Um, Holt. Yeah, uh, Roman Holt. But I mean, is is Roman Holt an academy player? Because I mean, he play. He's been with the team since basically the, the Mexican. Yeah. yeah, basically the Mexican um, friendlies from uh, last season. He's been with the team, so um, I don't know if you can. I, I guess he's still on an academy contract, though. Um, yes, but uh, but <laughs> so so I'll, I'll say this real quick for the fans. Um, David Loera is David Loera. He is from David. Spain, so David. And then um, I know it's spelled Didi, but uh, according to the uh, pronunciation guide that SAFC released, it's Gigi Traore. Gigi. Yeah, I haven't looked at the media guide as of yet here. I need to. I know it's out. So I did. Work. You're welcome, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't think Kevin put it in, you know, just because he just got here. <laughs> I know it's probably Preston. That boy Preston. I saw Preston last night. Uh, thank you to my rep Taylor Knuckles. I was able to do the um, the starting eleven picture last night, so that was cool. I guess I'll get that maybe tomorrow. So we'll see. Yeah. Meanwhile, uh, I don't get to do anything. You'll. I'm sure you'll be there. I, Rafa was able. Rafa was the last person to do it, but he yeah. did it the very first batch of 2020. And then the pandemic hit, and I blame Rafa for that. So there you go. <laughs> I'm one of the 
the plagues of Egypt, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if this is on YouTube here, actually. It says it is, but when I play it here, it's not. So um, I may have to upload this to YouTube if it doesn't. Um, but getting in, you know, getting into the, you know, into the, uh, to the, to the match here, uh, the first half. I thought it was a pretty even match um, for that here. And then we have the, uh, you know, we'll go to the YouTube match highlights here, uh, you know, by a USL championship. Uh, let's see, let me do this here. So that's, that's the official kickoff for San Antonio FC, which uh, Detroit city kicks out of bounce. That's, that was something new. Their Nisa, their Nisa tendencies. <laughs> So there's the handball um, for it here. PC was saved here. So your thoughts on the PK by PC, Royce? I mean, he telegraphed it. Uh, he never, he kept his hips open the whole time. So it was very obvious that he was going in that far post. Um, and what, if, if you notice, the keeper kind of did a good job um, for two reasons. Number one, he stepped up in front of the line before PC made contact, which the ref, uh, the line that's the linesman's call, and the linesman didn't see it. And also, it's the first match of the season, so I'm sure the linesman wasn't exactly paying attention to his job that well. But that should have been called back for a retake. But neither here nor there. Um, the keeper did lean to the left right before he went to the right, to his right, and that's what PC saw. So PC was looking up. The keeper shook to his left, so PC decided to go the opposite way, and the keeper um, kind of telegraphed that. And also, PC did not put it in the corner low. He put it kind of high and not so far to the post. So that it just it wasn't so three things. Number one, the keeper kind of went early. Number two, the keeper did a head fake that got PC, and number three, it wasn't a good penalty. So, uh, interesting fact: last night there were three uh, Miss PKs uh, in in USL Championship. So I know I saw that. I, I was going through the stats <laughs> last night, and I was like, "How many Miss PKs are there? Good lord, man! What is happening? What?" So I didn't feel that bad, but at yeah. the same time, kind of felt bad. <laughs> plus, plus, we got the goal when it mattered. So if we hadn't got the goal, that's correct. Added, that would have been it would have uh, been a different discussion. garbage. Yeah, but yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's continue with the game. So. But uh, for that here, Detroit City uh, had a couple of good shots in the first half. Yeah, they definitely uh, got to the inline on that on our on our right side on their left side, um, which was um, uh, Gomez's side to defend. Um, they they did they got a lot of joy going to the end line. Um, or no, I'm sorry. That was Maloney's side to defend. Right. Um, and that's just because Maloney kind of kept coming up a little bit to try to help out in the, in the, uh, in the offense. Um, so they got to the end line quite, uh, quite a few times uh, and uh, kind of crossed it back. And um, like I said, they had, they had some, some joy doing that. Um, and luckily we were able to defend it out. Uh, we're strong in the box. We definitely uh, commanded our box really well. And Christian Bonilla had a couple of uh, very vital and uh, solid saves. 
this one coming that. up here i really i really enjoyed here off of the uh, he knows how to anticipate shots that's the one thing i noticed that he's really on on the shots his footwork is yeah. impeccable that's the there there you go there's right, your, there's he, your he, he saw that the whole way yeah yeah his his footwork is is excellent his eyes are excellent and his anticipation is excellent he's uh uh, definitely uh, the upgrade that uh, we we've needed. Um, not not a slight to Cardoni. Cardoni is a top USL keeper. Bonilla is just a step above that. Your thoughts on on uh, Bonilla there, uh, Rafa, our, our goalkeeper coach? I guess I would. Let's just watch on the video. You can see what Roy said. Is he's he's a little bit. bit I guess I think say I guess say better. As far as technique-wise, uh, anticipating the balls, being at the right place, just the reaction is a lot quicker. How was he on c commanding the the back line, you know, with the vocals? I know that's not something that he, you know, he, I went to the bunker uh, for the yeah. second half, so I wasn't down there, you know, when when he, you know, down in, in on the north end uh, for the second half. He he did he did speak to the defense, but he wasn't like as. He was not like a Mercado. I was talking the whole time, but he he did when it, when it needed it needed to be done. So he wasn't really too quiet. But he, he like I said, for him, I guess with all the experience he has, you know, he really doesn't have to do too much. I think I think he put a lot of trust in the defense, but he also got to give it to 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 Mitchell because he really he really kind of anchored that defense. And, yeah, and, Mitchell Mitchell did well, I thought. And he and he pretty much you know. Took control of that, but when when he had to kind of step up as far as kind of directing him, he, he took control of, uh, on that. No, for sure, uh, and and that's what I noticed. Uh, Mitchell's definitely the uh, captain in the back. He was uh, he was doing the same fist pumps and the same yelling um, <laughs> uh, during the playoff last season. Uh, same thing with Maloney. Maloney was just locked down on that right side, um, uh, especially in the second half um, when he didn't have to go up and attack. He could sit back and defend uh, when we got the lead, and that's what he did. He just prevented all kinds of crosses from coming in because they kept trying to attack that same side, and he just shut it down. Uh, Mitchell had a couple vital saves and uh, really helped out. Uh, I will say because uh, Connor Maloney and Mitchell Taintor, we know them as top defenders in this league, the one who surprised me with his play last night was Carter Manley. Mm. Holy crap, he was good. I did not expect him to be as good as that. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. Uh, I don't think he ever looked that good in RGV. He looked fantastic. Well, last nobody night. looks good in RGV. Come on. Fair, fair. <laughs> shout, shout out to Ollie Wright. Sorry, man. Um, but even Garcia looked good too. I mean, he, all I, three of them. All yeah. three of them were great. Yeah, yeah. Garcia. Uh, the only the only knock on Garcia is just he doesn't have the height. That's it. And if he's going to be that center center back. Uh, that's kind of rough to be, you know, to not be as tall. Um, but at the same rate, all three center backs looked fantastic last night and they worked really well and they communicated mm -hmm. really well. You could tell, and that was the one consistency through the preseason was the back line, um, you know, for that here. Now there are rumors that, you know, there, there is reinforcements uh, possibly coming, uh, you know, for that, here, which, which they do need. Yeah, Which, we need to get we need to get on the phone to our uh, government official uh, to uh, sort that yeah, out. 
the ambassador. We we need some help with visas. Come on, just and and I know I know it's not it, it's it's an issue that's across the league and we're all across the United States right now. Just you know to be fair, because it's across the United MLS. States, yeah. and this also is not a unique issue to yeah. Spurs Sports Entertainment either, because yeah. they have had visa issues before getting players that they've announced, uh, and they're just not able to get into the country after they announced them because of. Uh, because of a certain president's really dumb law. So let's uh let's move on. Yeah, we're we're moving forward here. So first half uh in zero zero. Um you know, San Antonio had the, the PK opportunity, which was probably the big miss um on there, obviously, because you expect to to you know convert the PK. Um but I thought both teams did okay, you know, which I think is gonna be a common theme for you know for this uh the the first half was pretty sloppy, and you could tell it was the first of the season. You could also tell it was San Antonio. It, this is basically San Antonio FC's preseason match, the first one with their full um, starting 11, um, which I don't have, honestly, I don't have a problem with. Um, it's a long season. The pressing style that we play, you don't want to get injured in the preseason. We've discussed this in previous podcasts. Correct. Um, so this was basically the, hey, this is your preseason. It also counts, so don't screw it up too bad. And um, they, they didn't. They played a little sloppy. It was very direct going up top. Uh, there were a lot of long balls to DeShane Beckford to get at the end of, a lot of long balls to um, Justin Dillon, JD, um, to hold up and to distribute. Um, uh, but, I mean, it was... Was it effective? Mm, we got some chances off of it, but it wasn't. It wasn't the most buttoned-down attack. Yeah, if you look now, this is for the game. They had nine shots, six on target. So if if you're looking at that, you know, hey, it's you know, sixty-six percent accuracy for sure. Yeah, and we had what forty, you're, you're taking forty-six percent yeah. possession. Yeah. yeah. So the the thing that can, and and you know, the, me and Rafa were talking about this pre-match. The press didn't seem to be like the press from last year. You know where. To me, it wasn't as high and it wasn't as aggressive, you know, uh, in, in my opinion. And part of that could be Detroit City, um, you know, just just on how they were kind of setting back as well. Um, your your thoughts on the press, you know, you know, in the first half and, and kind of overall on the game? I, I think I think we didn't do enough of it. One thing with Detroit City is their their back three was not. You can tell they were not experienced, and they were not comfortable being pressed. And every time we kind of when we did it, they either give a bad pass, they took the ball out of bounds. Uh, there was one time even the goalkeeper got lucky that he didn't <coughs> get the ball stolen from him. And then and then we just started kind of going away from this. Like if we had to add a little bit more pressure, be a little bit more aggressive. And full, kind of fully press them. I think we would have kind of created a couple of chances to put the ball in the net in that first half. So, but I don't know if that has more to do because we we're out a couple of the forwards that we had to save, you know, save some energy for the second half. That's a possibility. Um, so, you know, they kind of had to pick and choose their spots when they did the pressing. But I think we should have done it a lot more. And I think we would have gotten, we could have gotten a good three nothing result. You can definitely tell um, that SAFC wanted to sit back and allow Detroit City to come forward so they can press, take off the ball and counter. But that didn't happen because Detroit City FC was very reluctant to come forward. 
So it was two teams that were very reluctant to uh, possess the ball um, and two teams that were kind of reluctant to really attack with their full team. So it was the first half was kind of a, a war of attrition. And then the second half um, kind of started similarly, but Detroit City tried to attack a little bit more. Um, and then we got the goal and they had to come out and you could tell they had to come out because they were very unorganized. I will definitely agree that that back line for Detroit City is looked very shaky last night. Their goalkeeper saved them. Uh, without that goalkeeper, yeah, it, is three nothing. it is 4 nothing. Um, their goalkeeper, definitely their man of the match uh, last night. Uh, he looked really good. He looked very solid. And I want to give a shout out to Nate Steinwasher. Like I said here, pre-match, uh, you know, while I was warming up, uh, you know, you know, the banter going back and forth. He, he was, he was pretty good. He was pretty funny. And, and, uh, uh, kind of came back at me a little bit, which was, which was fun. And it was all in good, good fun here. So shout out to Nate, like I said here, good luck rest of the season here. And, and like I said here, uh, uh, I thought Detroit city in, I don't think we underestimated, uh, Detroit city, but I think there's a sense out there among the USL community that, you know, hey, this is from NISA, you know, it's the NISA all-star team. You know, they, they had some 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 quality now. You know, I spoke with a couple of uh, Detroit City supporters. They know this year's probably going to be a little bit, you know, a little bit um, thin or a little bit, um, you know, they're not going to have the, the USL quality. They're not going to have our payroll uh, just for the fact that, you know, they paid to get out of um, NISA and, you know, a couple other things, you know, that, that came out budget wise. Um, but I still think that Detroit City showed well, um, you know, especially in the first half, you know, as, as we saw with Monterey Bay, they got blitzed in the first half, you know, playing Phoenix. You know, they were down 4 0, what, but 30, you know, by the mid 30s. Um, so I thought Detroit City first half, you know, did, you know, show, showed, hey, that they're going to be a legitimate team, you know, and just like with San Antonio FC, they got some things to work on. We got some things to work on, uh, you know, for that here as well. So moving to the second half here uh, for that here. So it kicks off here. That was a good shot. Here comes the goal. Well, no, it wasn't. Now this goal, this goal is definitely uh, reminiscent from last season. Uh, really good play by a number ten in JD. Uh, last season, we uh, had a couple goals that uh, Ollie Wright. And JD combined on really well to set up plays. Uh, this one was basically the same understanding where um, JD passes it right back to Deshane. Deshane uh, has a little dink, or I'm sorry, Loera. David Loera had a little dink over. Uh, JD got on the end of it, uh, dinked it right over the keeper, and Fabian is there to. I don't know if he so much as attacked that ball as much as bounced. he just kind of <laughs> let it hit him in the face and, and go in the goal, which, you know what? They all count. And it, that this play is very pretty. The understanding between David and JD was absolutely uh, great. My favorite part of this whole sequence, though, besides the goal, I guess my second favorite part is that if you notice the Detroit City FC center back, they both go after the ball. 
one runs into his own guy, pushes yes. him over, and then looks around like, hey, where's the foul call? Dude, you pushed your own player over, my guy. <laughs> that's the best that's the best part of the whole sequence. He puts his hands up like, hey, I fouled my own player. <laughs> it's not me anymore. <laughs> to me, David has to find a spot in the in the starting lineup, though. Um See, I, we'll see. Um, I, I honestly think, uh, and th- this is what I, this is what I've said, um, especially in the preseason. We are trying to do a double pivot midfield. We are trying to lock down everything. We are trying to be down, and then we're trying to be direct up front with our pace, um, which is it's very yeah. That should have been a better shot. Um, it's very. Um, it's a very effective uh, strategy, especially when, you know, when your speedsters can actually get out there and and show what they have. Um, But uh, yeah, we're going to be a lot less uh, attacking like we were last season, uh, especially with Gallegos. But I will say um, David Loera, uh, as advertised, basically a, the Pirano slash Gallegos replacement. Uh, He looked great dribbling uh he he really spaced out uh the detroit defense um and uh he he looked great last night i i will say that and if we are going to go as a similar lineup as last season uh with kind of uh, david at the tip of the midfield uh and then you have the three uh in front of him um so basically david taking the nathan role i think he can he can fill the nathan role in a Gallegos capacity. Um, I think he has that ability, and I think that could be something exciting uh, to look for uh, later this season. The, the offense looked more, uh, flowed more with him, and, and and really opened up a lot more space. I, I honestly think he needs to start, even Beck, I think with even with Beckford, with those two, and let's say with Patino or even Dillon up front, that's, that's a real lethal combination there. And I don't think any team can handle their speed, and especially the. I know Breckford had some great runs in the first and second half. He he just needs to release the ball a little bit or take shots. But I wonder if we have Collier or, or uh, Mane up top uh, in, instead of uh, what was it Diaf um, through there. If that, because from my understanding, Collier and Mane are both quick and also offer dribbling skills uh, like like. Uh, um, I yeah, think Dobby does. I, yeah, I think Collier is definitely um, um, more of a ten. Um, from what I've heard, I don't think he, uh, I don't think he's a hold up forward like Dylan. Right. I think he's more of a dribbler. I think he connects the midfield to the attack. Um, uh, I I will agree with uh, with Gordino here. Um, um, or should I call him a Flaquino now, uh, Mr. Jim Rat? Um, that Loera might be your new um, your new super sub, uh, just to come in and give the offense a little different look. Um, and that different look looked really good last night. But like I said, with Mane and with Beckford, uh, and uh, with uh, probably Patino up top, or maybe even JD still. Um, they're just going for pace. They're going for outright raw pace, um, and they have it in gobs because they they were so much faster than anybody in on Detroit. It wasn't even right. funny. Nobody could keep up with them. 
uh, it's just the very first game of the season and the, uh, the finishing boots weren't exactly on, but the Shane had some runs where I was like, Holy crap that there, no one is going to stop this kid. And he had one good shot that I thought was a goal where he took the ball from our side of the half and just ran through everybody and got the shot, but it went directly at the keeper. So, yeah, like I think the in, in uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, drawing a blank. Uh, first coach of the Scorpions, Hankinson, Tim Hankinson, uh, on the play-by-play said, you know, defensive, you know, starting out is typically where you well you'll see teams excel at, at the start of the season, um, and the offense is the one that takes a little bit longer to you know longer to develop, uh, you know, for that you know for that here, which I thought was a very good point um, that as long as we're stout defensively, that especially getting, getting, you know, for the start of the season, because the offense is going to click when we start getting people back healthy, you know, getting that depth built back up, um, you know, because I don't think San Antonio, and this is just my opinion, I think they'd prefer Dylan to come off the bench to be that holdup um, and have more Patino or Collier or, or Mane up, up top uh, compared compared to Dylan as far as how they want to play. So, but that's my thought. So, the game ends one zero uh, on on here. Um, I know we've kind of talked about it, but uh, overall thoughts on the game. I guess it was the first one. It was basically like a test drive. Plus, and then all the lineup changes too up front. So that was not expected. But I, I think, like I said, we're going to get, we're going to, the positives is our defense is better as far as and faster. And our goalkeeping is way better now. You know, that's, that, that's the positives I have. And then I do see, some of some of the bench players coming in, like I said, David is probably gonna is gonna be that super sub, and he's gonna. Like I said, we may see him even start some games depending on the matchups, who who we up against and so forth. But I was, you know, Abu PC. It basically, was another day in the office for them. Um, I don't think PC got a yellow card, right? No, he did not. How he avoided that, I don't know. Oh, I'll, I'll tell you how he avoided that. Uh, getting kicked in the groin with a cleat and the other guy not getting a red card, that will uh, that will do it. Uh, PC got hit oh, yeah, he got in this game. Yeah. He got tripped. He got kicked. Um, yeah, PC had a rough, a rough go of it. Um, and yeah, uh, for his reward... Uh, he has a miss PK and um, no yellow card though, so that's that's definitely a plus. Yeah, well, so... also Maloney, Maloney had a great game. I mean, he had a really good game. He had some key blocks on on some crosses, and his defending was great. He was kind of like the forgotten person out of this because we all thought he was probably going to come off the bench, but he still has those wheels, and he's still he's still clicking out there. So. And I, I, I'm glad to have him back there because he's he really brought a lot of leadership there to to keep the air thing hold up hold up there in the back end. Yeah, talking about you know the the discipline side here, you know San Antonio had 18 fouls, Detroit City had 19, three yellow cards uh, for us, four for them. So like I said, I, I thought I thought it was a pretty evenly 
uh, rough match. You know, I'm I'm sure each team can probably pinpoint saying, "Hey, this should have changed here. This should have changed there." I know Todd was a little bit upset about the peak, you know, about the handball on if it was a valid handball or not. Um, you know, like I said here, I, it hit the hand. You know, in my opinion here, but I thought the ref did all right. There wasn't anything that was clear and obvious like what we'll get to you know in the in the tulsa match uh that uh, good lord good lord yeah i i will say real quick the ifab rules change all the time but i think what the ref called was exactly what the new rules are now i've been trying to watch the champions league a lot because they do keep changing the definition of a handball and i think it's just your hand in an unnatural position and the ball hitting your hand i don't think ball to hand has anything to do with it i don't think that's a rule anymore where ball to hand doesn't count i think it's just a straight up um um i, I think it's a handball as far as the rules are now uh and gordino uh, or flaquino i need to change that i guess uh he asks is the weather to blame for the lack of fans it was the spurs game after Co coach popovich broke the record for most uh, games won by a head coach. Um, that's why there were a lack of fans. Uh, well, I think that the weather did play a part, though. No, it was definitely weather. It was it was cold as crap. Uh, it, it was pretty uncomfortable. But there were also six thousand fans in the seats for the weather being that crap. So well, that was announced. That's still a, <laughs> that was announced. <laughs> still, that's how many tickets they sold. I, I mean, that's still quite a bit. That's that's three. Yeah, you got to give a shout out to that you know, to that to that tifo there. Uh, that, that was pretty cool. Yeah, the Crocketeers and, and uh, you know, Mission City and 210 Alliance worked together on this. I know it was mainly Crocketeers, but uh, Robert was out there. So uh, good morning, Robert. Uh, when you get up here and catch this uh, on the other side, and you know, like I said here, it was the first TIFO that I did. Um, I didn't do any of the details because I'm not uh, artistic, but, you know, I can paint black paint in an open area here, but. No, I, I thought I thought it was done well. Jenica and the gang, you know, did did an awesome job here uh, for that here. And I know yeah. keep it the keep it the whole game up. They should have just left it there the whole game. I don't think they could have. I mean, yeah. it's like it's like a normal tifo where they put it up before the game. I wish they would have held it up a little bit longer so everybody could see it. But that it was incredible. That was some great work by the Crocketeers and all volunteers, Jenica and, and everybody involved. Um, that was that was amazing to see. Uh, I would love to see if they could, you know, try to hold that up, um, just in the bunker somewhere, um, like yeah. during the game. That'd be that'd be incredible. And uh, I, I believe uh, it's going to be written in stone. Uh, we are the uh, Gatos Blancos. I think that's yes, uh, it, it that's is. It. We we have an identity. Yeah, it's nice to see some great artwork, not some pre K stuff though. So. So kudos to the Crocketeers, Harry and you guys for creating that. And that was definitely the thing um, that I was hoping for was a um, organic mascot, and we got it. Uh, I I do know a lot of the uh, the NGS people were trying to do research, and they were bringing up uh, a Stinger and everything. And uh, <laughs> I decided to stay out of the social medias and to tell them, uh, buddy, uh, different franchise, my guy. Mr. Hanky got retired, so that, that's that's correct. I still want Stinger to come back, though. <laughs> so uh, I won't lie. I, I you know I, I like the Stinger. Uh, he was he was fun. So I prefer the Spurs Coyote, but that's just me. Yeah, but I'm gonna lead it. 
he's he's basketball. Yeah, let him there. If he, if he, you know, it's I prefer no. I prefer no mascots personally. The, but outside outside of the, uh, uh, you know, the same the, the cat that comes on on the pitch every once in a while. So. So, any final I, thoughts I saw, on the uh, Detroit City 11, match? I saw eleven uh, got those blancos on the uh, pitch last night. <laughs> we did. <laughs> any thoughts? Uh, final thoughts on the Detroit City match before we kind of uh, turn a little bit to next week. I mean, it's for the first game. I mean, we got a good result, just like not 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 like last year when Pacino had the hat trick, but but it's a good result. Um, like I said, first game of the season, get, get some momentum because now we hit the road for two straight weeks. So, and hopefully we can get we can get some some points there on the road and before the big one coming up in April against Phoenix. Yeah. So out west, uh, last night's action: the Switchbacks beat Orange County two to one. Uh, RGV uh, beat uh, Oakland one zero. Uh, uh, Frank Lopez goal, former uh, San Antonio FC, and around the thirtieth minute. Uh, Phoenix blitzed uh, Monterey Bay Union uh, four to two. Um, you know it, it was coasted. Uh, probably the big surprise, Sacramento uh, putting three up on El Paso. But I watched the highlights of the game. Um, El Paso missed a PK, um, but the two goals that that um, that Sacramento scored late, you know, in the eighty plus minutes, was um, the second one. You know, El Paso got caught two. Uh, being too far forward um and it was a one-on-one and and uh for that here i will also say that um and and yeah i might see if i can find uh, find the uh the uh replay there i am shocked that uh, uh the el paso goalkeeper did not get a red card for taking out uh um the the uh, defender for sac republic in the box um and only got a yellow uh you know, and then uh, Rodrigo Lopez uh, scored the first PK for the first goal. So El Paso uh, took the L. And then in who we play next. Real, uh, real, real, quick, real quick about that El Paso game. Uh, they just got countered on. Um, they That's kind of their fault for trying to be, you know, a, a very attacking. Um, and that's kind of what their style is going to be, is they're going to be attacking. But that's going to leave them vulnerable to a counter. And um, guess what? Uh, their defense wasn't that great last night, and they lost. That's a legitimate loss. It's not a you went in get no red. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's not a it's not a oh we possessed the ball so we deserve to win. No, you didn't put the ball in the net enough, so you deserve to lose. Period. Yeah, it's. I think. I think. I'm not high on El Paso as as, as much as other people are, um, but uh, the opponent. I think El Paso is going to go through a. Um, um, SAFC with Darren Powell phase where they really try to come out as attacking and they do so kind of naively um, and they just don't get the job. They, they Don't get me wrong, they'll score a lot of goals, but at the same time, that doesn't necessarily translate into wins. And then uh, who we play next? Uh, LA Galaxy 2 lost on the last kick of the game to um, San Diego Loyal. Uh, they were down Nine, uh, ninety plus seven. Good yeah. lord, that's heartbreak and an own goal, right? Uh, did they score an own goal? I know somebody it, lost in the very end to an own goal. I thought it was. Yeah, it was an own goal, but it, yeah. it, it was it was a shot from it was a shot from a you know a loyal player that uh, you know rebounded off. But 
what was funny is is the the time um and, and i know it's subjective uh was 90 plus five and and they were still playing 90 plus seven so you know i have a have a feeling that uh you know los dos was uh probably Sus- not 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 exactly happy with with uh that here but um you know the the uh, galaxy did have a red card in i was gonna say plus, plus galaxy two uh los dos were down to 10 men and the rep decided to go more than two minutes over um announced stoppage time so those two factors mm, that that's a rough loss and that's a that's a head shaker for sure not that and, and the worst part is it went even longer than that because uh it shows san diego loyal had a sub a couple minutes after the goal <laughs> what what happened it looks like the ref decided to arbitrarily double the stoppage time the ref, ref kissing donovan's uh, and, and san diego's got their own issues uh um this this week here uh w- with a certain signing that they that they brought in but uh, we won't go there with uh, andrew carlton uh for that here but um to me like i said here the the so playing la galaxy 2 um i'm not sure if i'm going to be able to find any content creators for them uh for that here uh if you're planning on going to the game most likely good luck trying to get in because from my understanding you know from the folks in orange county la galaxy isn't selling tickets <laughs> for you know for los dos uh for that here so i'll be glad when they are gone <laughs> from, <laughs> from the league here uh, you know, like I said here but uh that you know la here san antonio travels to la uh saturday night late kickoff um i've heard that uh there is going to be a watch party at uh the alamo or is it the Al- alamo beer alamo beer uh, for that here, I might see about doing a watch along, um, here at the house. Um, you know, if, if, if you don't want to travel down and, you know, still be part of the conversation, uh, for that here, um, final thoughts on the, uh, oh, David Lyons came up with, uh, here in my, with uh, Santi up top, we can play more level to level. JD comes back quite a bit and vacates space up top if we get a quick counter indecisiveness. Uh some rushed for no reason at times still. So any thoughts on David's uh comment there? Yeah, Dad Dylan did come out come down a lot. He left a lot of space up. So we didn't have anybody when we did steal the ball, we didn't really have anybody up top to really kind of send it up. Kind of Santi kind of stays up the whole time. I think they need need to fix that. But Sante wasn't available, so. I, I don't know if I agree with that. Um, Patino does come back. I mean, as he basically oh, yeah. plays. So so basically the role of the nine is very similar to how the USMNT utilizes the nine, where they will come back and they will help out a lot uh, in the midfield. Uh, you see this with uh, Jesus Ferreira. This is kind of what he's known for, as well as um, um Oh, I'm blinking. Uh, Jesse Zardes does this a lot where he comes back uh, as a nine and helps the midfield out uh, and uh, helps with numbers in the midfield. And, yeah, the problem is that you don't have him up top as a target. Uh, once he does that, he kind of eliminates himself. Um, 
I think the other issue is the speed, right? That's I think that's where you that, see that, the that's biggest, biggest difference. That, that's correct, and that's where Patino was definitely um, definitely needed. He's he's may not be faster than JD. He's definitely quicker than JD. Um, but JD is a physical specimen, and he's more of the hold up nine. Um, and he played exactly his game last night, and he played it very effectively. Yeah. Um, just the only issue is that. When the plays did come off and the runs did happen uh, and the uh, distribution happened off of him, uh, we just didn't finish very well. We kicked it right at the keeper. And the keep, how many saves did the keeper had? Six? Uh, No, not six. Uh, That'd be five, right? Because we had six shots on goal, one goal. So, yeah, we had, uh, uh, I I guess he had five shots and pretty much all of them are right at him. So, what? Here's uh, another issue I forgot to mention in the game. Is the same problem from like what happened last year? We're not taking shots from outside. It's oh, just... I disagree with you on that. If you look well, at the second half, I wasn't really, but the first half we had opportunities to really take some like shots from outside. So according to the stats here, four of our shots were outside the box and five were inside the box. Compared to Detroit City, they had ten shots, two on target. Nine were inside the box and one was outside the box. So um, yeah, it made it like I said last night. It kind of made it seem like they aren't really because I saw Beckford had some like space to shoot. I think even even uh, David had a couple times that he could have shot from outside, and we just never took advantage of it. I, I don't know. If they're just not trusting their shots. Uh, I think they just need to pull the trigger and see what happens. And, and I think I think toward the end of the match, instead of taking a shot from outside that doesn't take a lot of time, I think they were more inclined to get it to the end line to yeah, waste a little time in possession. Yeah. So I, I, they had they definitely had chances to shoot, especially in the second half. But it was after we were already up one nothing, and it would have it wouldn't have wasted as much time had they done that rather than just go to the end line. And that's what they did constantly is they did have the ball. Uh, they didn't have a lot of people around them in front of the net, and instead of just attacking the net or shooting from out there, from outside, they decided to take it to the inline just to you know waste 15, 20 seconds each time. And I think their offense now. Billy Forbes came in in the seventy seventh minute here. You know, I think that you know he Billy did what Billy does and and put out some shots. And um, you know, it was great to see Billy back. I got to see him as I was walking out of the stadium. He was he was still out with fans, so went down. Yeah, that's on. I saw him during the warm-ups. It was awesome. Um, it, it, I love seeing him in the league still. And and uh, he even posted on Instagram. He was filming himself in the stadium pre-match, and uh, he just had a, uh, a it just had home <laughs> on the uh, on his post. So I mean, you love to see that. Uh, and Billy, dare I say, looked really good. Um, yeah, a step above anything Detroit City had in the attack for sure. He looked great. I told that didn't do crap the whole game. He really, our defense shut him down. You know, you know, yeah, you know why Pato looked like crap. You know who was so you had Tainor, uh, Tainor man marking yeah. um, and completely shut him down. And then on the other side, the other uh, the other forward they had um, uh, Manly completely shut him down. Uh, those two huge in this match, uh, very impressive. I I did not expect uh, the level of uh, defense uh, to be this good this early. They looked great. So, odds and ends stuff here. Uh, you know, we're, we're going to go to the land of MLS here first. Um, do, do you see it? 
<laughs> I know community Chang squinty eye um, <laughs> meme there. Um, no, that, that is the uh, champions MLS championship banner uh, for New York City FC. So it's they went to Kinko's right before the game and printed it out on a uh, eight and a half by eleven and put it up there. Even the most diehard MLS fanboys I know were like, "This is not good." So it's just. It's peak, it's peak MLS. It reminds me of the movie Spinal Tap when they were supposed to have a big stone edge coming down and it's, and it's a small one. <laughs> That's what it's like, exactly what it is. And then this is this is Royce's uh, baby here. Uh, this is courtesy of uh, FC Tulsa here. It's pro referees in peak midseason form there. Oh, yeah, there's. Two feet away, that's definitely a second yellow. And for that, DaCosta got sent off. Unbelievable. <laughs> no I have, I have no other words. I have no other words. I, I, That's it. That's it. Two feet away, pulled out. Dude still decides to fall. And uh, Oh, by the way, speaking of falling, uh, number six for Detroit City FC last night. Uh, should get an Oscar uh, for his acting, for his diving. It was bad. Like, there was one legitimate foul out of the five times that he was on the ground. And the funniest part is there was a photographer that was in front of us the first time I announced in the uh, in the Oscar goes to, and he turned around and goes, hey, that's my son. And I'm like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, that's my son. It's his first match in this league. I'm excited. And he had his camera and he's taking pictures. I was like, dude, that that's amazing. Congratulations. But I actually son, got... It your was, son needs uh, to stay on his feet, though, dude. <laughs> it was uh, Dunwell uh, was the player here I, in pre-match. That's, that's correct. That's correct. Uh, pre-match, I was talking to his dad about, and and the, he was pretty excited. I guess he, he came down here for work. Um, and, of course, you know, he's playing here, and he does photography, and, and you know, obviously – um, but yeah, that, that, that had to be pretty cool to, to be able to, to experience, experience that. That's an um, unbelievable moment. Unbelievable. I could not imagine how proud that, how proud that dad was, so, but still, uh, done well. You got to stay on your feet, son. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I saw him walking out of the stadium and, and, uh, like I said here, they, you know, they were, you know, obviously they weren't happy. They lost, don't get me wrong, but, uh, it was fun time. And, and Maxi, like I said here, you know, welcome home. I know it wasn't the, the result that, that, that you wanted here. Uh, but you did a hell of a job, and, and like I said here, your your careers, you know, you've stepped up and and you know done very well, uh, you know, for your career as far as for the other uh, other San Antonio uh, player here that that came in. Any thoughts on Maxi? Yeah, I saw him uh, in the tunnel uh, before the game. Uh, like I said, shout out to Taylor. Thanks for letting me do the uh, the uh, pre match eleven photo. But Keep rubbing it in, buddy. Um, it was it was great. It was amazing. I'll. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to post it immediately when I get it, hopefully tomorrow. Um, but um, and I saw him in the tunnel, so congrats and welcome home, man. Uh, unbelievable um, uh, homecoming for Maxi, uh, especially to be in the championship again. And after a couple years, I know he was with Richmond and he was with um, obviously Detroit City. But and he looked he looked like he belonged in that midfield. Um, yeah, I will say that Detroit City, their best uh, asset uh, on that lineup last night was their midfield. They were great. Yeah. They, they kept up with PC and Abu. Um, they, they, they belonged for sure. And Maxi belongs in at least the championship, man. He has matured and he is really good last night. Um, Pato, uh, didn't have a lot to offer, but I don't think he had a lot to offer because I think he went against one of the top, um, 
uh, defensive, defensive lines, yeah. defensive lines in the league. Um, and then Billy came in. I count Billy a San Antonian. Everybody knows that. Uh, yes. Like I said, Billy looked really good last night. Um, definitely a, a different level of any attack attacking players that um, Detroit City showed. Um, maybe if you um, pair Billy with Pato, I think they'd have a lot more to um, to show. But I will say um, the other defender, um, the one that Carter Manley kind of shut down, um, Atuene. Yeah, um, Atuene. Yeah. Francis. Um, yeah. Uh, he had one shot where I was like, oh, he's going to score on that. And somehow he missed. Uh, I think Bonilla actually had a really good save on it. But he looked uh, pretty dangerous uh, last night. And he was he's super fast. So maybe even pairing uh, Atuene and uh, Billy up top, maybe in a countering role for Detroit City and just sit back in a uh, 4-4-2. That might be uh, that might show a lot of success for um, and then have Pato come on as a, as a late sub. Because uh, he's really good, he just didn't get any space because uh, we suffocated him, which was exactly the game plan. So um, they have options. Detroit City has options. They're they're going to do a lot better than a lot of people think. Um, but I'm the glad fact, we got them early. I, yeah, I, no, I, said I agree. That from the start, if if you play them, they're 10, they're going to score goals. Now, yeah, they're going to score goals. It's just our problem is that back line for sure. No, and I think good. that back line will get better too. They'll get more comfortable and get used to it uh, as well. Just. Uh, it's it's a huge difference to come from D3, whether it's USL League One or, you know, um, or NISA. Um, it's a huge difference to, you know, to, to make that jump. Final thoughts, guys. Uh, before that here, I know, uh, Rafa, what, what do we got set up for Wednesday here? Uh, Wednesday, we're talking about some, I think, I think I'll come up with another Power 15. Uh, we had some new district champs to be crowned. Uh, there was a couple upsets on Friday to, to mention, um, especially that crazy girls Not district. Dripping Springs, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that crazy 29-6A. Uh, it's a, just when you thought one team had the title. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> he almost had it. <laughs> so that's coming down to the final game. And then, like I said, we'll, and then also maybe talk about a little possible matchups, mm-hmm. you know, and then get ready for bracketology. You know? So the, the only in-person bracketology <laughs> for high school was picked. So I'm really looking for that. And then also to actually this afternoon, I'm going to be, on the 50-50 podcast with Coach Coach Cano. Coach Cano so tune that. Statewide soccer. And there I'm going to come out with a uh, with a statewide power 15. So Any so, San Antonio schools in it? or I, like, think, uh, I, think there might be, I think there might be two or three of them that I think do deserve to be, be, in, be in it. So, so just we'll be on the lookout for that today at about 4 o'clock. Royce, your final thoughts? Uh, I know you brought an army of uh... – family with you know to the match here so awesome job on on help uh contributing to that six thousand. yeah for sure um i mean shout out mike taylor on the mike taylor show on ticket 760 um he he came out and joined me as well as uh sam on the show so um i helped put together their uh charity barbecue with the uh, salvation army oh was that um, he, were they the ones that were sitting next to me yeah, that's enough? correct. Yeah, that's that's. I who thought that was. it was him, but I was like, you yeah. never mentioned it, and I was like, I don't want to, you know, be that guy. Hey, are you Mike Taylor? And yeah, yeah, no, that I I help put on their uh, their charity barbecue, so we've kind of, um, dare I say, become friends. Um, 
but uh, shout out to them. Um, I mean, Mike's in from Hawaii. Uh, that's where he lives now because of because of his son. Um, so, uh, but he's uh, it was a good time, man. It was awesome. Had my cousins come. We had a whole bunch of people come. Um, so it was it was great. It's a big crowd. It was awesome. I enjoyed talking to everybody, and obviously enjoy the three points. Um, and I'm gonna say this. It's gonna feel like I'm talking about last season, but. Three points is always good, uh, but let's uh, let's get healthy and and go forward. Yeah. So uh, my final thought is, like I said here, what April second is the next match, and it's a big match uh, against Phoenix. So please get your tickets. You know, uh, well the the next home match, the home next match, home right? Match. Next home match uh, for that here. That's a couple of weeks away. Um, also, uh, what end of March? Um, we traveled down to RGV. I believe it is right. The second match. Yeah. The on a Sunday, March 27th uh, match down there. So if you can kind of look at it, I know gas is, uh, you know, costing a couple of nickels right now uh, for that here. But uh, I saw the uh, attendance at RGV. Um, it looks sparse. So if we could get to, you know, you know, a little bit above average from what goes down there. You know, we might be able to make that a home pitch as well for, you know, HEB Park, which is the away home pitch, but even have more support uh, for that here because that is, unfortunately, the closest away match that uh, San Antonio fans can go to this year since uh, Austin is no longer around. Uh, but we'll 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 revisit this uh, Sunday morning uh, show here. I like the idea. You know, maybe adjust the time a little bit here. Uh, but thanks everybody for tuning in, uh, Jose, David, Matt, you know, thank, thank everybody tuning in. Um, if you catch it on the, uh, you know, replay, um, please like, and subscribe. If you follow on YouTube, um, on Spotify, they have updated where you can give ratings just like iTunes. So if, if you, if you like the show or don't like the show, if you can give us a rating, preferably like, uh, along yeah, those lines if, you, if you like, or don't like, give us five stars anyway, please it would, it would help out. <laughs> Appreciate it. It help it helps get it helps get it out uh, get the information out because um, we love doing the shows it's a passion you know like I said here uh, for that here um, we're gonna try to keep uh, keep up with the content um, we'll see about later on this week as far as trying to put something together for pre match for um, uh, Los uh, Los Angeles Galaxy two um, but being that they're a two team away it's it's not as easy compared to pretty much everybody else in the west that i have contacts that you know we can set up um and east actually to be honest with you uh, for that here so thank you for everybody getting up um especially you know where it's just now nine o'clock um you can finish watching the epl uh, matches that are going on right now uh for that here and, and like i said here thanks for everybody that came out last night uh what's life without goals oh and, and scott was awesome to see you um next yeah, year great. we're gonna have to get you uh, get you on the show here uh, or even later on this year we'll have to get you on the show but it was awesome to see scott uh, it was definitely well. definitely awesome to see Braski. so peace out guys